0: Hello, and welcome to Subject ACT with me, Hedda Murray. Subject ACT brings you stories from your local Canberra community and beyond, stories with a global dimension. Today I'm bringing you a tale of great resilience, so stick with me as we go bush in search of the devil. The heart-stopping cry of the Tasmanian devil hasn't been heard on the mainland of Australia for some 3,000 years. But now, through the collaborative work of Aussie Arc, Global Wildlife Conservation, and Wild Ark, these little rascals are making Barrington Tops north of Sydney their home. It's known as the hashtag devil Come Back project. With me to chat about this and more is Will Hanson from Aussie Arc. Welcome, Will.
1: Thank you, Hedda. Thanks for having me on.
0: No worries. Now, the cry of that Tasmanian devil is really something else, isn't it?
1: Yes, it's a bit haunting. It would have been fairly haunting to the uh, first explorers, which is apparently why it got the name The Devil. It sounds just like that, and they've got uh, those little red ears that <laughs> they, uh, pump their blood through, so they look like little horns. Oh,
0: gosh, yes, yeah, pretty scary. <laughs> now, the hashtag DevilComeBack project is pretty exciting. What are the details?
1: So, Aussie arc- um, uh, first came into existence uh, uh, as a bit of a call to arms against the uh, what seemed to be a rapid decline and, and imminent extinction of the Tasmanian devil in the wild in Tasmania due to the devil facial tumour disease. Um, we started that about uh, 12 years ago now and the Scenario was that the the devil facial tumor disease was ripping through the wild population at a horrific rate. It went from in 96 around 250,000 uh, devils estimated in Tasmania down to the current 15 to
0: 20,000.
1: So, right. um, and at the time though um, the model suggested that they might be extinct within 10 to 15 years. Mm. So the founders of John and Robin Weigel at the Australian Reptile Park and the directors uh, Tim Faulkner and Liz Bella got involved and eventually created this amazing facility in the Barrington Tops at the time called uh, Devil Ark and they set about cracking the code basically to setting up genetically diverse populations that uh, retains their wild habits and their wild type breeding behaviours. So what that came down to was really just giving them a bit more space than anyone had before in captive breeding scenarios, and they really flourished and bred at high rates and mm-hmm. remained healthy due to a fairly strict protocol of bringing devils into the country. Uh, that th- We've never had devil facial tumor disease on the mainland, so they're all disease-free animals, um, which is obviously uh, essential to maintain. So fast forward... Uh, 10 or 12 years, we've got over 200 Tasmanian devils breeding each year at Aussie Arc. The main change from Devil Arc to Aussie Arc about uh, four years ago when when we'd really cracked the code and, and done a, a great deal of good for the Tasmanian devils and we started uh, venturing into captive breeding populations for a whole range of other small marsupials. So now Aussie Arc is at the stage where we've got very large feral-free sanctuaries that we can move to the next phase of rewilding. So it's uh, more or less a three-stage process. You've got the species recovery, which might be intensive uh, breeding of those flagship species, in this case the, Coast, the uh, Tasmanian devil, um, making sure that they're obviously healthy genetically and otherwise, and having those wild-type habits that enable them to survive in the wild and release to sanctuaries. Um, and then hopefully rewilding into the future.
0: Mm. So I guess the Barrington Tops reintroduction would bode well for the devil uh, and give them the opportunity to breed up a healthy population before establishing themselves as an apex predator.
1: Exactly right. That's exactly what it affords them, the space, and it's a perfect climate up there. It's very similar to Tasmania. Not forgetting they did once roam the vast majority of the Australian continent, so they, they can survive in warmer climates. But oh, okay. uh, the Pags and Tops mimics Tasmania really well and it suits them down to the ground. It will enable them to grow to much larger numbers on the mainland than we have, and, and other organisations have been able to uh, grow them to in the past because they will be living on a you know much larger scale, much broader ranges hopefully as this project continues and foraging and performing those ecological roles that they are designed to perform. Mm.
0: By the way, are there any ideas on why they were lost to the mainland 3,000 years ago?
1: Yeah, it's it's, uh, fairly likely that it was the introduction of the dingo um, Ah. that eventually wiped them out. They think the dingo came in the Somewhere between five and eight thousand years ago, it, it appears that the devils disappeared around three thousand. So it's probably that the dingo that came came in from the north um, eventually came down. And they they're a much bigger animal. They can hunt in packs. They're much more intelligent, and they probably would have um, eventually exterminated them from yeah. the mainland. The issue now is that. With Australia being a very agricultural country, the dingo has been persecuted and we're unable to reconcile with the poor old dingo. Pastoralists can't abide the slaughter of their lambs and there's been no, no really effective way to manage them, but they are being wiped out across our country, and leaving this gaping niche for a, a topwater predator. The thought with the devil is that it could be reintroduced without a lot of that friction between um, agriculture um, and the and the animals because they they aren't as active and they, they don't predate they won't chase down large prey and things like that oh, okay. more or less although they are still classified as, as predators because they can take down sick and dying animals but you you see these things galloping around and they're certainly not fast. They rely on their nose to track down animals, generally um, dead and decaying animals, and they clean up those carcasses really well with their incredible um, uh, capabilities when it comes to uh, crushing up bones with their incredible uh, jaw pressure. So hopefully that will be a better fit than the Dito has been our, our modern society.
0: Let's talk about possible predators then. According to some, the fox is the best adapted land-based predator in the world. But the devil may challenge this, or are they also vulnerable to foxes? And what about wild cats?
1: Yeah, so that is a really fantastic point, Hedda. Um, Foxes and cats are just both remarkable predators. Not obviously evolved with the Australian marsupials, Um, which is fortunate for the marsupials. The um, general escape response from a lot of the small marsupials is to bound away 5 to 10 metres and try and hide. And and you obviously can see what the result would be with a clever fox or a clever cat just trotting over and and grabbing that animal. So when it comes to the uh, devils, though, it would be a very brave fox or cat that would ever go near a Tasmanian devil. And in fact, the fact that uh, Tasmanian devils will clean up anything and everything in the environment in terms of dead and dying animals. Really takes a lot of that available calories away from uh, the foxes and cats. They will also predate on a lot of their young as well because they generally give birth in dens, and the devils will set them out, go down to the into the dens and, and consume the young. In Tasmania, there has been multiple ill-advised introductions of the red fox over the years and they could just never take hold. Mm. There are a few feral cats in Tasmania. It's because people keep them as pets, obviously, and there's a constant injection of cats into the wild. And now that the devil populations are crashing in Tasmania, they are seeing a a rise in Um. um, the the cat populations. But that that just shows how effective these animals could be long-term on the cats and foxes that yeah. are just really pillaging our native species. They've got a million birds across the country, every single night. they're killed just by foxes alone. Gosh. And that's, that's just birds, it doesn't take into account the reptiles, the amphibians, the invertebrates, the insects that these animals are engorging on every single night. So um, any help on, on that front would be amazing and the Tasmanian Devil really could be a, a huge part in the answer to solving that problem
0: Well it sounds like this reintroduction could be a real game changer so what similar projects can you look to for evidence based success in Australia
1: Yeah there is a few There's, I mean the the really famous one is uh, wolves being uh, reintroduced to Yellowstone and that's a good example of a, a top order predator completely changing the environment there's really Good data coming out of a place called Mulligan's Flat down in Canberra oh, that you yes. quite familiar with. Yes, and this is more around the introduction of small herbivorous marsupials and mm. their ability to. Geez, the, the list of um, environmental benefits they bring is is ongoing, um, and we're still learning. Rewilding and getting the macro elements of a. Back to the way we know they should be, can have really powerful effects over a relatively short period of time. Mm,
0: mm. I hear that even David Attenborough has started talking about rewilding uh, and advocating for it quite seriously. Yeah, isn't that fantastic? Yeah. I
1: know that uh, his new documentary is absolutely um, a must watch for every person on this planet, I think. Yes. To bring everyone in line with exactly where we're at what can be done, and the fact that not all is lost, but we we need to get active.
0: Well, what do you realistically hope for with this project over the next 10 years or so?
1: Yeah, so Aussiearchie in general has proven that we can stave off extinction from a species. We've proven that we know how to grow species in relatively small areas, what we are planning on doing is just sticking with our tried-and-true formulas and methods and just having a much bigger footprint, mm. essentially. There is so much area out there that is still in relatively good condition. It's just that the cats and foxes have wiped out all those animals that keep it healthy. So if we can get them back into the environment uh, without too much of a hiatus, um, they should be able to pick up where they left off and mm. return it Um to how it should be quite quickly so we're looking at um, much larger sanctuaries we're looking at all sorts of ways that we can just extend our reach and extend our um, impact um, and you know 10 to 20 years would be amazing to have thousands of doy devils um, under our care um, and it's just a matter of accessing those those larger parcels of land which is what we're what we're owning at now. Mm.
0: Well, thanks, Will, for taking time out to discuss this really fascinating topic and good luck to the little devils.
1: Yes, thank you, Hedda. We're doing our best and we're on a fairly good trajectory. So yes. They good. should be
0: fine from here. Great. You. Um, I've been talking, talking with Will Hansen from Aussie Arc and if you'd like to know more about this project or maybe get involved, check out Aussie Arc in your favourite search engine. I'm Hedda Murray for Subject ACT. You're listening to Two DX FM People Powered Radio.